Welcome, everybody, to KickServeRadio.com. Tennis on air with Andy Zoden. I am so excited to be joined with the newly minted coach at the national champion. That sure sounds good. The national champion, Texas Longhorns. He is Bruce Burke. Bruce, welcome to KickServeRadio.com. So great to get caught up with you, particularly under the circumstances of what you have experienced recently. Well, I appreciate you having me, Andy. It's been a been a whirlwind but it's been an exciting time for for me and also for the program you know uh bruce college tennis per se as great as the sport is and as high a level as is played at the collegiate level isn't always a huge headline grabber but this is a story this men's tennis team at the university of texas in the 2019 season that is worthy of some notice and i've got to believe this has been a game changer if not a life changer for you is that overstating the facts uh, I think it might be overstating it a little bit for me. I don't know that it's changed my life. I think I'd like to think I'm going to have the same lead, the same kind of life that I that I have in the past, both personally and professionally. I love coaching. I love what I do on a day to day basis. But it certainly brought a lot more attention to me and to and to the program. And it's uh, certainly a historical event for the for the University of Texas tennis program. Well, it's the first national championship at our school, and I obviously played there as well back in the day, and I'm very, very proud for this team to win a national championship. And it was under, to some extent, adverse circumstances. Coach Michael Center, who had been there 20 years, uh, loses his job uh, midseason, and you're put in the position of having to, to take over and build the team that he had put together, along with your help, obviously, and then kind of navigate some pretty choppy waters. And not only do you do so admirably, but all the way to the title, talk about how that all went down and how shocking it was at the time when you would become the head coach and then kind of talk us through how it went from there all the way to the national championship just a few weeks ago. Sure. Yeah, obviously I think you used the word shocking and I think that's about as appropriate word as you could possibly use because none of us players, coaches, administrators, or anyone who knew coach center um, would have expected him to be tied up in something like this. And, you know, we still, I still can't claim to know all the facts, but it was very unfortunate. I never would have wanted to have the job under those circumstances. And it was certainly a sad time for us, especially in those first few days and the first few weeks. If something like that was ever to happen, it happened to a group of guys that were um, very capable of making my job as easy as it could possibly have been made because we've known each other for four years and we've been working with each other for four years. I say four years because the majority of the team was seniors. Um, you know, four of the six guys in our starting lineup were seniors. So I was able to really lean on them to take control of the leadership of the team. Of course, I helped guide the way a little bit, but I knew I could depend on the seniors of the team to set the tone and set the mood for practice and for training and make sure the goal stayed the same. Um, everybody was broken up about it, but they came to came to realize pretty quickly that they owed it to themselves to make the most of this four year experience that they had. And um, you know, so for me, I was able to just keep things going the way they had been going. You know, we kept mostly to our same routines, and I focused mostly on helping them with their tennis and trying to find little cues to keep them motivated for the coming matches. But I give most of the credit for keeping the ship steered in the right direction to the players and especially to the seniors. Would it be safe to say, Coach, that 
to some extent, it was almost advantageous for these players to sort of have maybe almost a chip on their shoulder. I know that when you're when you're playing the Baylors of the world and you're playing the Oklahomas of the world, the TCUs, things can get pretty chippy in there. And I don't yeah. even mean among the players. I'm talking about with the crowds. Were there certain things that your team was having to hear coming out of the crowds uh, that maybe would be a little bit different from just your sort of your normal match under normal circumstances? Yeah, that's a good question. I I haven't thought about that before, but now that you bring it up, uh, you know, I think the fans that we encountered on the road were pretty pretty respectful. I didn't hear any of that, and I didn't hear our players telling me anything about that. But as far as a chip on the shoulder, I do think they, if anything, it brought them closer together. And I didn't know that it would have that uh, have that effect on them, but it really it really seemed to have that. And and after we got through Rice the day that it came out of Coach Center's arrest, um, which still sounds shocking, but you know, after we got through that match, we played Ohio State at home a couple of days later. And to me, that was the turning point because the support that we had on that night from the Austin community and the tennis community, and we've got, we had so many messages and alumni that come that came out to the match that we might not ordinarily see Uh, the place was packed it was probably from what i've been told the biggest crowd ever to watch a texas tennis match and you know if if that's not true it was certainly close and we had one of our best matches that we've had certainly since i've been there we beat ohio state at home who was number one in the country at the time and the enthusiasm that night was tremendous and our guys um, they were really proud, and the smiles that I saw on their faces um, and the satisfaction that they had uh, was was something pretty cool. And after that night, um, there was really no looking back. The consistency with which they played every match and they competed in every match was uh, really remarkable. They were very consistent in facing each challenge that we that we took on because there was nothing but strong challenges from that point forward. So it was a pretty pretty uh, special group Bruce you say that this really doesn't change your life per se but the fact of the matter is this the University of Texas doesn't change head men's tennis coaches very often Mike Center was there for 20 years coach Snyder who I played for was there you know the better part of 30 years prior to that you've got Wilmer Allison and, and Dr. Penick and you've got some legendary names that you are now kind of carrying the torch from those guys so do you now sort of have to get your arms around the fact that the expectation is for you to be there a while and has the, the have the <laughs> yeah. circumstances galvanized your relationship with the athletic department at the University of Texas? Well, things are good. I definitely am enjoying the honeymoon period so far, you know, um, so we set the standard high and we've got an, I've got a national championship on the record before we've even started the job. So that's pretty unique. And yeah, I'd be lying if I said the, the idea of, um, you know, of, of that being a tough act to follow didn't cross my mind because of course it's crossed my mind but when I said it didn't change my life what I really meant to say that is it doesn't change who I am right. um, or the kind of coach I am you know I've always enjoyed the daily work otherwise I don't think I would have done it for as long as I have um, it's, it's certainly a, a milestone in my career to, to be the head coach at the University of Texas is amazing and I do pinch myself every once in a while when I realize that I'm only the fifth tennis coach ever at Texas and that's amazing for sure but I don't think it's going to change much in terms of the way I go about my business day to day and um, 
yeah, the expectation, I'm sure, is going to be high. But the expectations, I think, are always high at Texas. My guest today on KickServeRadio.com, Tennis on Air with Andy Zoden, is the fifth ever men's tennis coach at the University of Texas. He is Bruce Burke. And, and, you know, in college basketball, you've got the one-and-dones, and you've got, you know, Coach K at Duke, who has now sort of bought into that, and he and Coach Calipari at Kentucky are, are sort of magnets to those type of one-and-done players, guys that are surefire pros, and maybe you don't get to see them for very long. What is your strategy with respect to trying to recruit those kind of players who really have their sights set on playing professional tennis, and how do you convince them that college tennis is the right stepping stone, particularly playing in a conference like the Big 12? and playing at UT, that that's going to enhance their chances of a successful professional career? Yeah, that's a good question. I think for the domestic kids, the American kids, uh, most of those guys, I'd say, you know, upwards of 90, 95% of them want to have that college tennis experience, even if they have aspirations to play professionally afterwards. I think there's a few each year that are toying with the idea of not going to college and, and maybe don't end up going to college. But the overwhelming majority of the U.S. kids I think are going to be good college prospects. A lot of the international kids, and of course, there's a lot of there's a big international component to recruiting these days. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of those guys, they're not they don't seem to have much interest in college tennis. Not because they're not interested in education, but they don't grow up with college sports the way the kids here do. So they have no idea what the level of resources are and what the level of commitment is from the university and what the level of play is in college tennis. Um, once they get a feel for it, either by talking to some of their friends who have gone through college tennis before or if they come over for a visit, I think they're all, they're usually pretty surprised and pretty amazed about what we have to offer. And, and uh, if they end up coming, they usually want to stay. Um, of course, we want to have a big contingent of um, a high proportion of our players we'd like to be from the States. You know, that's uh, there's been some ebbs and flows in that over the years. I think it's really nice to have an international component to your team. We also want to recruit the guys that have a single focus on on, uh, on playing professional tennis because that means they're driven and to get better. And We enjoy that. Uh, we enjoy working with those kinds of players. We've had a decent track record of working with guys um, that have gone on to professional tennis success. So um, we just want to provide every possible level of opportunity for our guys to reach their goals, whether they're just in college tennis or they're in professional tennis. And at least for the guys that we have coming into the program now, um, you know, their goals are to play pro tennis after college. Before I let you go, Bruce, you and Paul Goldstein at Stanford and Manny Diaz at Georgia, John Roddick at, at, at Central Florida, the list goes on, you know, David Roditi at TCU. You guys all get asked about, uh, you know, even Ricardo Rubio here at, at Denver University. Why is it that so many of the scholarships do go to international players? And you, you touched on that a little bit, but what is the answer that would be sort of comforting to the parents of American players that are competing for these scholarships or at least these spots on Division One teams to make them at least have an understanding of why college tennis has become more of an international sport than just a bunch of kids that grow up in the United States ending up on all these college teams? Part of it depends on the philosophy of each coach. You know, for me, you know, I do feel like it's important to give as many opportunities to the American players as possible. Um, but at the same time, I also have a responsibility to Texas to put a winning team on the court. The, that expectation is certainly there. And, and I think it's healthy to have a, a f 
you know, some international players on each team. I think it's, it, it provides a really nice educational experience, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. But really to answer your question about why there's so many internationals um, in the college, in men's college tennis, it's simply because it's getting more and more competitive. And I think that uh, pressure to win um, now that coaching salaries have gone up, now that facilities have gotten better, now that there's more of an investment in the budgets for each of these tennis programs, there's a real pressure for the coaches to put winning programs and winning teams on the court. And there's simply not the same level of depth in tennis as there is in basketball. Um, so you, it would be impossible to fill um, to fill uh, a Power Five conference of 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 teams with players that are all of of from the U.S. Um, because the the top guys would gravitate towards the blue blood programs, and there would be a huge disparity in level from team to team. So coaches figure out, yeah, coaches figure out pretty quickly that if they're going to stay competitive, they're going to have to look overseas to at least complement their rosters. And I think it's strictly a matter of competitiveness and the pressure that coaches feel to win. It's a very global situation, to say the least. Coach, thanks so much for your time. Again, congratulations on an amazing accomplishment in what you've done in bringing the University of Texas its very first national championship in men's tennis. And as a UT alum, I just want you to know that we're, we're pretty realistic. We don't expect you to win another one for another two, three years. Okay. you got plenty of time before we expect another. But no, in reality, thanks so much for what you've done and uh, a great story. And i got to ask, have you gotten an all right, all right, all right for Matthew McConaughey at least? I mean, he's a huge UT guy. No, but uh, we're, we're hoping. We're hoping. I think we were, we were. there was some conversation about getting together with him and um, but he was at when when we got back from NCAA's. He was on the other side of the country, so we're hoping we'll see him at one of the fall football games and at least have a little meet and greet. Well, hopefully we'll see you down there soon. I'll be coming down from Denver the next time we have a reunion. Look forward to seeing you in person and congratulating you face to face. Thanks so much for taking the time to join me on KickServeRadio.com and uh, continued success in your new position. And hopefully you're there for many years, just like the just like the four guys that were there before you. I hope so. Thanks, Andy. All right. Thanks so much. Bruce Burke, head coach, University of Texas men's tennis. Andy Zoden for KickServeRadio.com. We'll be with you again real soon with another great guest. In the meantime, hook them.